Welcome to Next Level Healing. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Perry. For 25 years, I've helped professionals, first responders, celebrities, Olympians, teachers, moms, dads, and people just like you achieve their results better and faster than they thought possible. This is where measurable modern science meets the quantum. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Next Level Healing. Uh, today, I'm here with Tommy Lawrence. Hi, Tommy. Hello, Tara. How are you? Checking in all the way from Australia on the other side of the planet. Um, I was recently a guest on his fabulous podcast called Anxiety Free Podcast, um, which you can access on, let's see, you're on Instagram. On, what are your po podcasting platforms? Uh, so you can find my podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, like all the all the major platforms. Yeah, perfect. And I was very impressed with how uh, personable you were and how um, kind of open and sharing you are with your experience. How many seasons have you been podcasting for? How many episodes or how many years have you been doing this? Well, first of all, thank you for being one of my guests. Like, I really love these conversations uh, with you. Um, I I actually love being vulnerable because I think that's probably one of the issue with anxiety. We don't let ourselves talk too much and like express our own emotions, and so that's how we have anxiety, I guess. At least for me, um, and I've had three seasons of ten episodes. So yeah, I've been doing 30 episodes in in less than a year. Well, I'm really impressed because uh, people did reach out to me after being on your show. So you you are reaching people um, and uh, the, the depth and breadth of the subjects that you're covering. You've done everything from Kundalini to um, you had a woman on recently who I was deeply impressed with who has a, a company called Beautiful Lines. She goes into Marina. She goes into children's uh, schools and uh, makes uh, facilities available for them. She's working with Harvard and Stanford. Um, and you guys had discussed on the program how important it is to get to kids because um, that, stuff that, that stuff that gets, I mean, when I'm working with somebody, invariably it goes back to childhood. Even if it seems like it's something from adulthood, there's something anchoring it back to uh, deep into childhood that's actually getting triggered. In fact, today I was listening to Gabor Mate. Do you listen to him at all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast that I haven't finished, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was really, I think, yeah, I bought his book. So it's just waiting for me to, to read his last book. And you touched on just in the few minutes, uh, a, a very important subject. Um, he was talking about, there's a, a children's book that's got a, a mole, a horse and a fox, I think, but uh, in the in the book, and I'm apologizing, I don't remember the name of the book. Uh, it, it is quite famous, but uh, they asked the horse, who's the most solid uh, member of that little three community, uh, what is the most difficult word to say? And his answer was help. It was really difficult to ask for help. So especially for men, and I know you've talked about this in your podcast, um, a lot of our men in our society are taught to not have feelings, to just be strong, to be invulnerable. And one of the keys to um, boy, dancing with and resolving this childhood trauma is to not necessarily to dwell on your feelings, but at least feel them. Do you want to 
talk about that and what you've uncovered in your um, podcast episodes about that? Yeah, well, um, I, I think what I uncovered as well is that sometimes the biggest trauma are not the one that that stated. Like sometimes even the little, little things and the little situation in your childhood that if you leave it now, it wouldn't have the same impact. But it, when you were a kid, it does have a, it does have an impact. Like uh, I remember, let's say, for, for instance, my my mom being divorced from my dad, but um, insulting my dad over the phone. And then I could hear the conversation and my dad was looking at me and say, see, that's your mom. That's something that normally if I have it now, it wouldn't have the same impact on me, but I was 10 back then and I still remember exactly. And, um, and I think I still have some issues about, about that. So. That's one of the that's one of the things. So sometimes it's just like little, little things that tend to cause anxiety or even like a trouble in mental health. Um, what what about, I did what, what about yeah. that in, in, incident uh, stayed with you? What do you feel like uh, developed a trigger? What was uh, uncomfortable about that that uh, persisted into adult life and uh, was troubling? I didn't I didn't really like the behavior of my dad uh, doing that because I know that even if my mom insulted my dad, I know why, I know why he did. And I didn't like the the behavior. Um, yeah, I just didn't like the behavior of my dad, which I think caused problem with me and, and my dad later, uh, not to, not to, not to be that, not to be that close, etc. which is much better now, but I know that like during, during my, um, when I was a teenager, it yeah, it, it got it affected for sure. So tell us about your journey dealing with anxiety because it started like most people with the chronic anxiety early on. What was your experience? Um, when did you first realize it was a problem? Uh, when did you start reaching out to solve it? Um, and when did you start your podcast? Okay, so. Um... In a nutshell, <laughs> um, I, I, st- I started to have anxiety when I was 20, 26. I was living a, a very fast-paced life uh, in, in Paris. And then uh, that was on a Sunday night, I started to have a panic attack randomly watching TV. Uh, and, um, and I thought I would die at the, be- at the beginning, but then um, there's so... I- called some friends and some friends came over and one of them was like, oh, you have a panic attack. And I'd never heard of this word before. So I was like, okay, great. But then what I didn't know is that I would, uh, it, it would start to, for me, not to be okay for a couple days, week, month, and years. Um, it was all, it was all the beginning. So at the ve- what I did at the very first is that obviously I went to the pharmacy. I was trying to find, to find some help to just to calm me down. But then when I see that it was going worse and worse, I, I was anxious all the time. I, I was, uh, I, it was terrible for me to, to take the transport in Paris. Uh, not that it's terrible, but <laughs> it, um, things was it, was it claustrophobia. A lot of people when they're in a enclosed space. I thought I thought I thought it was um, it's it's a claustroph- it's claustrophobia, but it's also the fact that I was scared that I would have a panic attack. 
surrounded by people I didn't know and how they would react to me. And, uh, you know, it's very, it's like anxiety. And, um, I was anxious about anything that could happen to me. Um, and I knew that it was an issue because obviously like a few months before everything was fine, everything was all right. So moving forward, I, I went to see a therapist for, for a little bit, but I, I had, I took some education as well. Or like I, I was taking some, some Xanax to calm, sorry, my panic attack. When I had panic attacks, I was trying not to, to be on a, uh, antidepressant because I was like, I knew what it's about. I know what, what it's happening. I've had psoriasis for more than 10 years now. And I was like, okay, my body wants to say something to me. We're going to let it out. Um, and, and then, yeah, I went to see a therapist. I did some, uh, hypnotherapy. I went to see life coaches and yada, yada, yada. And then at the end, uh, I turns up to be in Australia because I, so that happened in three years time, pretty much. And I turned out to come to Australia because I realized that my life in Paris probably wasn't as good as I wanted, um, even though I loved my friend and everything, but I think I was surrounded within too much ne negative energy and I needed to be back to nature and just like leave, leave the foliest, but somewhere else. So to break, to break everything, it was the best for me to, to move very far away. I even thought about moving to Madrid and I uh, was like from France, I was like, um, that's probably not going to be a greatest experience for me. So let's go somewhere where there's a nice beach <laughs> where it's beautiful when there's nature and, um, my generalized anxiety disorder, because that's what I had, uh, stopped a few months later. Uh, went back to normal. And even though six months after arriving in Australia, there were COVID. So COVID was like a big period of stress and anxiety for everyone, but not for me. Wonderful. That's a huge um, takeaway. Um, because I, um, well, like you, um, I, COVID was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it, while it was stressful and it um, required um, different uh, um life circumstances, uh, it ended up being so much better, uh, because it, it forced me to get really real about what was the most important. And by focusing on that, uh, my life just exponentially got better. Yeah. What I, what I did during COVID is because I, I've lost my two jobs the same day. Um, and, um, so I was just doing nothing and I was just arriving. I basically had no friends in Australia and my family was asking me to be back. And I was like, well, at least here I have like a nice house. I can just walk to the beach if I, if I want. So I, I think I'm going to stay there. Like I was just arriving literally like five, six months after. So I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. At what point in that move did you realize that you didn't have a problem with the generalized anxiety disorder? Um, was it instantaneous? Was it a few weeks later? Was it a few months later? At what point did you realize that you had made the right decision? I think I had, so I have several signs. It's just, I could feel anxiety every day for, for no reason. I can, I could feel like my, the, I don't know how to explain anxiety, like the feeling of anxiety really sometimes I was just like 
too much stress and stressed about about anything and my heart would race about nothing sometimes i would knock i don't know my hand my hand against the table or something like that and i would think that i would die because of that and at some point that didn't happen anymore um also used to have tension headaches for more than a year con like constantly every day uh i stopped it to have them which stopped me the anxiety of having something as well and what i did during covid that no one ever told me to do which is pretty good thing i guess for anxiety and i'm talking this about a lot is journaling but mm -hmm. i didn't start journaling for my mental health i started journaling because i was like okay we are living an important period in our lives i want to remember it i want to and i'm going to write every day what i was doing everything that i'm seeing on tv and etc etc so i was writing every day and then turns out that he was like I felt so, so good every time that I was writing and I was getting excited to write again, though about the fact that I was doing nothing every day, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, and then I feel like that, that this is something that I did today. Every time that I'm feeling very happy, very sad, very angry, when I'm having an intense emotion, I go on the book and, and I'm just writing, writing, writing pages. And it's like a therapy for myself, which is very good. Beautiful. So when you moved from Paris to Australia, how long did yeah. it take for the anxiety symptoms to go away? Uh, I mean, I would say when I arrived in Australia, like it was a few months of like settled down just to make sure that I, I moved from Sydney as well. I was living in Melbourne. I moved to Sydney because I didn't like Melbourne that much. Um, so um, I think four months or five months. Beautiful. And what yeah. inspired Because COVID was in March, yeah. And what inspired you to start podcasting? Because it's such a um, a delicious thing for me when people take something that's been a challenge for them and then share that with other people. That's why I started um, recording, you know, people going through my process because I wanted other people to know there was relief for them. So what was the inspiration for you to start podcasting? Um, when I When I had anxiety... I, so I have a big following on Instagram. I started to talk openly about my, my mental health and say, well, I have anxiety. That's what's happening. That's what I'm trying. And I never received like as much engagement. So that was years and years ago. And then from time to time, I would tell people, okay, that's what's been happening lately. That's what I've been trying. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling worse, blah, blah, blah. And, um, a year, a year ago, uh, I think like a, a friend who is not much of a friend, it's just like a, some, someone I know came to me and told me about his anxiety and, and he, and I was surprised. I was like, well, but why do you talk to me about this? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, I remember that you, you used to talk about this. And then I know that just because you lived it, you would understand. And then, um, and he didn't talk to anyone. He didn't see any specialist. He didn't see anyone. And then I was like, okay, well, here's what you're going to do. And you need to stick to it, blah, blah. And I, and I, and I just gave him a, a few things. And I was like, okay, that's okay. If you feel like this, if you think you're dying, that's okay. That's normal. And, um, and then, and then he did help him. And I always check up on him some, sometimes. And so I was like, oh, you know, I, I was thinking about like a business idea and I was, I was thinking about creating this podcast. So 
at the very beginning, that was just my own experience. Um, and, and then I wanted to, uh, talk with people about anxiety saying that, okay, so if I'm vulnerable about mine, I'm going to try it and make people vulnerable talking about this to, to make it like mental health issues is for everyone. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to men out there in particular? Cause I, I do love interviewing men particularly cause generally it's considered not okay for them to talk about their feelings and yeah. yet, and yet by just, you know, again, not wallowing in that in them, but at least uh, feeling them and understanding why they're there, they're able to, um, you know, shed them and move on. Um, so what would you say to men specifically um, about the need to, to feel your feelings? It's, it's, it's very hard because like when you are, when you're growing up and then you say, oh, men shouldn't cry, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot, there's a lot of like misconception about what a man should do uh, and shouldn't do. And like, uh, living the emotion is really not something that you, you shouldn't do as a man for absolutely no reason, I guess, but, um, something that you keep telling like over, over the years. Um, and I feel that, so I'm, I'm gay and we've been living through uh, during the childhood, we've been living through a lot of issues with our sexuality, and then uh, when we're coming out to our parents and 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 friends, it's already uh, talking about your own emotions. And sometimes, for most of us, we've been bullied at school as well. Things that we don't talk uh, as well, and still to this day, sometimes there's some people that are not happy uh, that don't want to talk about it. Even the schools was you know, 20 years ago. Um, but, um, I feel that I don't know if men's are opening up enough right now. Like I'm still listening. I'm still sitting. I'm not listening to them. I'm still seeing some like podcast about men. So yeah, you need to be strong, blah, 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 blah. And, um, it's, so it's really hard. So that's why I want to, I want to try to open this conversation and, uh, in, in my podcast, like uh, one of my goals would be uh, to get whatever men and just so they can just open up about themselves and then who they are. There's a lot of big podcasters who are, who are doing it right now with like CEOs uh, of company. And I think that that's great because most of the time we don't talk about our issues, our, our, our problem. I, I feel like women are a bit more open about that. Definitely. Yeah, um, but it doesn't seem that um, just by being aware of your feelings, it makes you weak. Um, it actually, to me, I think it, it's a sign of strength to know that you it's have strength, the, yeah. the, the willingness to look at the monster underneath the bed, you know, because I, I have a strong Chinese medicine background and there's a, a very famous um, idea in Chinese medicine that it's not the it's not the stiff hard tree that is the strongest. It's the willow that can survive the you know the winds and the the monsoons of of life. Um, so so yeah, just so being stiff and hard can make you break rather than being able to flow and and move with life. Yeah, and and you know, especially during COVID, I could see some people sometimes that that I briefly knew suicide, and uh, and 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 to me, 
I mean, uh, I understand why people would be suicide, but I was like, well, this is your mind. It's your mind that, that won against you. Yeah. And well, uh, that, was, that is gold, what you just said there, because as my meditation teacher would say, you can't be sad, depressed, anxious, anything without first having a thought. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it, it, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming free from you. You cannot probably have the worst life. I mean, uh, you know, I I've lost my mom when I when I was fifteen. Like I didn't live a lot of great things uh, in my life, but I'm still here and standing because I think my life my life is worth it. You know, like but but I do understand that uh, sometimes it can be hard, but it just turned to the perception to have it and. Um, to make sure that like you get the lessons out of it and then it makes you a stronger person that would understand i have honestly when i when i had anxiety and uh my so my psoriasis i didn't really like the job that i was doing I, I, at at some point my friendship was were a mess i was like <laughs> this is very hard right now but I I fought for it. I was like, this is. The, I knew how I was before. I was like, I want to be back to the, to this guy, or probably even better. I love that you um, were open minded enough to to realize that perhaps the physical symptoms was a sign of um, something going on in your psyche. Um, how did you put that piece together? Because I I I so often see this and. It's so wonderful that when you help somebody go from being high sympathetic to back into parasympathetic, which is a much normal, much more normal, healthy state that that all the physical symptoms can get better. What was your tip off that the physical symptom, because in Western culture, we're trained that if we have a physical symptom, we run to the doctor and get a prescription, which, you know, I know. If you read uh, the the side effects, then you know you take a, a a drug and you get one effect that you want, and about you know ten, twenty, thirty effects you don't want. <laughs> so maybe that's not the healthiest thing in the world to do. However, if you get to the root of the mental, emotional, physical, or um, mental, emotional, um, spiritual problem behind it, then uh, if the symptoms go away, then you've really solved the problem holistically. So what was your tip off that uh, there was more than just uh, uh, a, a, a pharmaceutical drug you you would benefit from. So it all started really with my psoriasis. I used to have a psoriasis everywhere on my body, everywhere. How many from, years? Um, from, um, when I was twenty, so 30, 13 years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's a few months after my grandmother passed, um, and. But at the beginning, I didn't understand. I didn't know what it was. I was just like, oh, this is just like another skinny shoe. But I went to my, so at the beginning, you have some cream, you know, and then, and then I went to see um, a dermatologist at the hospital in, in South of France, because that's where I was living at the time. And, and he told me, okay, well, I'm going to give you some like medicine. So it's going to block completely because I used like, used to literally be everywhere and I wouldn't go out. Uh, and, um, and then he told me, okay, so I'm going to give you some things for your skin, but just make sure that on your side, you, you work on this because that's the issue. And I was like, okay. And I remember that my very first time going to a therapist, I was 21 and I was, and when he asked me, okay, what's your issue? And I 
got undressed. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, that's my issue. And I was like, I need to make sure I don't have this anymore. And, um, and so that's how we like that digging into things. Um, and obviously like with my treatment, it blocks my psoriasis. So even right now I'm still on the treatment. You can't see anything. That's why I think that, uh, I still have some, some issues that I need to work on. Um, but, um, there's a lot of things that are happening in, in between that I know that I'm probably now ready to do it. Um, um, to really work on, on like past emotions. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. So that's why when I had my anxiety, it was just a few months after and I got a new treatment that would completely block my, my psoriasis. And I was like, oh, I understand. So when you say a new treatment, are we talking about a drug intervention or, or yes. there? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was an injection that I would, that I would put to that I would take any every three months and mm-hmm. and yeah completely like you you wouldn't guess I have sciences. Wonderful. Very good. What in so in the um series of doing your podcast, what did you find to be the most valuable thing either for you or for your listeners? Uh, I've really loved um talking with people. Uh, and, and talking about the same thing, that's, that's the thing, talking about the same experience, uh, sometimes the same sensations and, and sometimes to, to share some tips and, and also, uh, saying that different story happen and then we all tend to live pretty much the same thing. And sometimes what I wasn't really saying at some point, but I was interviewing a, a, a few of my friends as well. And that we never talked about anxiety before. And most of them were reaching out to me and say, Hey, um, if you're looking for a guest, maybe I can be one of them. And I was like, Oh really? Why? And I was like, no, no, because I have anxiety. One of them told me, Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I really have like bad anxiety. I even co- committed suicide a few years ago. And I was like, Oh, okay. So what I really loved is that when people were so vulnerable, that I could talk, uh, that I could ask a question very deep and sometimes um, very, um, I mean, that could disturb them. But there was, or they would always answer to me. I didn't, I never had to cut anything from what I said in my, in my episodes. Um, and I know from the fact that a lot of my guests were talking to me at the end say, oh my God, that was like a therapy session. I loved it. But even my listeners were sending me messages saying that, wow, like that was very powerful. Um, so I love the feedback on my guests, but also my listeners. But like, if I have a great moment with my guests, that's, that's what was matter for me. Beautiful. Wonderful. I guess so it's the same for you. Uh, oh, I, well, uh, for me, it was, I just wanted to get the message out that healing was available um, and it can be a lot faster than people thought. Um, I, I find that the subconscious mind has a lot of the answers where that little five to 10% of our brain, that's the conscious mind doesn't have the answers. So, um, and yeah, it does get nailed in there back in childhood, um, at some point in childhood. And like you said, it could be something very small. Um, I have a client who's a, a neurosurgeon and, uh, 
brilliant uh, and but never felt comfortable asking for money for what she did, even though she was, you know, a, amazing, accomplished woman. Well, it was it went back to childhood where, you know, her sister was even smarter than she was. So the father said something unkind to her. You know, I guess he was just having a bad day. He wasn't a bad dad. But she took that as, well, I'm not good enough. Um, and silly as that is, um, it got cemented in there until we did a session and went back and she could see it. And then I always say people are like iPhone 14s operating on iPhone 4 technology. And it's just old technology that needs to get updated. We fire and wire that same old strong feeling um, because the brain is, you know, thinks that's familiar and it's just going to keep doing yeah. that. So it has the tools to change. Yeah. And, and, and to say, and to say that like after the conversation we had, like, I really realized a lot, a lot of things, uh, like that. And, and so that's why, uh, at, at the moment I'm, I'm about to start a therapy because, um, I really want to like touch into some and solve problem. That's also like one of one of the outcome of my podcast, I was like, oh, okay, I've learned a lot of new things. So even for me, it was great to to learn this because once again, I'm not a therapist. So like, I, I, pro I probably haven't said that, but I'm not a therapist. I'm just some, I'm just some, some guy with anxiety. <laughs> and, well, but it's beautiful that you're creating this conversation and you're creating the community because clearly people um, want that and are receptive to it and appreciate it. Yeah, and I know you. I know you had anxiety in, in the past, so like uh, you, you would understand. You would understand, right? But I, I was always, I was always saying uh, to some people, were asking, but why do you starting your podcast? And I was like, well, you know, sometimes the experience, and that was the title of my first episode. My experience matters. Just to say that I don't have the studies, but at least I have lived experience, and I'm gonna, I can talk about what I've been living and like the the lessons that, that I had from there. Well, I think there's huge value in that. Uh, when we went into UCLA and I, I was the first acupuncture teacher at the Arthur Ashe Center and we didn't show them a bunch of studies in order to convince them that it was effective. Uh, we treated the people who made the decisions because once you've lived something, once you've experienced something, your, your ability to dis disseminate that information becomes very rich. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah completely. So um, what would you like, uh, what, so the biggest takeaway that you got from doing the interviews, from getting the feedback, um, I, I, I think one of the things that's very notable about you is the friendliness, um, the acceptance, the lack of judgment. And um, I think you've just created a very nice uh, place where people can feel safe and um, have a conversation about something that, uh, you know, maybe they didn't feel comfortable talking about before. Mm, yeah thank you thank you thank you well yeah it, it's true that um people were, were very willing to to talk to me about about everything and i just i've always wanted to like talk about anxiety in a way that it's nice to people that even if it's a hard topic i didn't want to be like the podcast that it's like oh. Yeah, yeah you know like i still wanted to be like a podcast that you want to listen to so that's why sometimes we were nothing a few times on, on, on the podcast, uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, I always trying to make it a bit easy for, for people. And that's, and that's also who I am. Like, uh, uh I'm, I'm someone who is always smiling. I'm, I, I'm always, uh, uh, making fun of people, like in front of the people, never, <laughs> but like, um, you, you know, so, and I really wanted this to be, to be me.
Yeah. Uh, well, your your last one where you talked about gratitude, I thought was beautiful. And also being grateful for the anxiety itself, because then you're not making it an enemy, you're, you're befriending it. And um, for me, that's very much an outcome from when you do connect to the subconscious mind and what's going on there. Um, it's, it's very not helpful to fight it, um, to make an enemy of it, to ignore it, to bury it. It's very helpful to befriend it, hear it, love it, appreciate it for whatever it is. Sometimes it's just exhausted and it wants to retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's true. It's true. I really wanted to 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 do this uh, episode about um, being grateful because that's what that's what I am with with, the, with this podcast. Like, uh, it like even though I have like a job all the time, every, every day, like a, a, another job, like every time that I was finishing an, an interview, I was feeling very well. And I, I was saying, okay, like this, this is going to be, this is going to be great. Like we have a good conversation. This is going to, this is going to help people as much as it helped. It just helped both, both of us, because even though I don't have a high level of anxiety right now, I just have what I feel is just a normal level. Um, I still, I still appreciate this conversation uh, about, about about me, and uh, also thinking that oh, I wasn't crazy back then. I was just being normal. I just had like a mental health issue, mental health issues. But like, just to see seeing it from far away now, and and still to be able to talk about it, like uh, I was kind of grateful when I, yeah, when I when I did this this podcast, but uh, but also. Um, if I didn't have all these issues, etc., like I probably wouldn't be here with everything that happened in my life. You know, you know what I mean. So if I didn't take care of myself, uh, I probably or probably I would be under antidepressant for many many years, etc. And you know, there's a lot of people who take. I mean, it's so easy to take antidepressant and 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 live live your and live your life. It's also way cheaper and it's way harder. No way, no way easier. No, sorry. Way, way easier. For sure. That's sad. Easier, right? easier in the long run or easier in the short run? Oh, easy in the short easy in the short run. Like I have the pharmacy in front of my right. in front of my apartment. So and and also like you don't want to talk about yourself so from time to time. Like we're just just what I was saying to you before we start recording, like uh, I'm I'm start, studying some uh, EMDR therapy, which is a therapy I've never tried before, but to between the idea and taking the decision, so probably a few weeks because I was deciding, okay, what was the best thing for me? Do I really want to do this? Uh, I, I was just like figuring out what I wanted to do with myself. And then I was like, okay, well stop. I was actually have a podcast about anxiety where you tell people like to take care about themselves. If you don't take about yourself right now listen to your podcast <laughs> and um and that's what i did and so and i know i'm going to be better in a few weeks sure. well fantastic um well i i can't wait to um hear your experience of that when you resurface from it and thank you so much for sharing your story and for reaching out and um, um sharing your story so that other people can benefit from your journey well but Thank you. Um, and once again, I'd be very happy to have this conversation with you. Thank you, Tara. Wonderful. Is there anything else you want people to uh, find? Is there a, a, a social media outlet that, that you want them to find you on? Or we'll, we'll list them here, of course. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they can find me on 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 the social media, uh, uh, Tom Graham, or even like listen to my podcast, the Anxiety Free uh, Podcast. Um, I, I so yeah, I'm taking a break from from it at the, at the moment, but like when when I'll be back, surely I want to have more conversations with people. So uh, if people are willing to talk with me, uh, well, just let me know. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on the show, Tommy. And we'll see you on the next episode of Next Level Healing. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Next Level Healing. Please like, subscribe, and let us know how this helped you. How can it be even more life-changing? We love hearing from you. And if you're eager to upgrade your life, click the button here or go to consultterra.com and get your free customized GPS map. Get the coordinates for where you are now and where you wanna go. Clients consistently report it's faster and easier than they thought possible. Remember, you were meant for more and it is available to you. See you right here next week for our next episode.